Come, huh? Bonus content. If you wait till the end of the show, then there'll be bonus content. I just thought I'd let you know there's gonna be bonus content. If you wait around till the end, then there'll be bonus content. You know I consider you all my personal friends, that's why I'm telling you about the bonus content. Bonus content. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? It's me, Daniel K, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Plays audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. The world's first and favourite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess we can do another introduction, I suppose. Um, I got, I'm in my shed. It's 9.39pm on a Saturday evening. Uh, the cat has uh, broken into the shed through a window. Um, I try and keep the door shut to keep the mosquitoes and home invaders out. The cat has uh, sneakily snuck his way in though, so you might hear a rattling and a clunking as he sort of creeps around trying to figure out what it is that I'm doing here. Hello, Otter. Yeah, just sort of sniffing around the shed now. Um, I mean, I I don't know why I committed to you know having an intro like there's no, no new news, nothing's going on, nothing to report, listeners. It's just gonna be another standard episode in which I play a video game. And which video game? Why the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke on my Game Boy Color here in front of me, sitting here on the on the surface which the microphone is on and my laptop recording here in my shed has my Game Boy in my hands and as I spin with my left finger the volume wheel its presence is made solid in this uh, this environment of uh, of, of uh, audio fuck me what was I hang on let's try and unpack that <sighs> No, fuck it, let's go back and do that again. Hi listeners, it's me. Time for another audio in the video game. Let's play over the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke. Here's my Game Boy Color. Alright, let's hit start. Bang. And uh, we'll go continue. Player Daniel, badges 4, Pokedex 26, time played 32 hours and 5 minutes. Man, that seems like a long, long time. 32 hours of gameplay to have arrived where I am now with 4 badges. you got to remember though, in like the third episode of this series, um, I put out a poll on Twitter uh, about which move Sarah should do. I think no, it was Pacini. Oh, it was Pacini. So it must have been the second episode then, mustn't it? Maybe it was still the third episode. But yeah, it was what should Pacini do? Which move should I use? And I put the poll out on Twitter. And I waited for someone to reply. And I just had to leave my Game Boy running all that time until I got a reply, which was hours later. It's like a morning-afternoon difference. So that's uh, that's kind of set uh, set that number up a little bit higher than it actually is as far as hours played. Anyway, continue. Where am I? Where is this? Oh, yeah, the Pidgey. Shit! Oh, listeners, we've just had a Casino Royale, Casino Royale, Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace thing happen, where it's just like uh, cut off, and then well, no, that's, that's not an original observation because every single episode just starts where the other one left off, but the last one finished dramatically, and now we have to deal with that. That's what I'm getting at. 
Even though that's not really how it happened in in those two James Bond films which I mentioned. Casino Royale was like a finished thing all of its own. It's just that um, the next one picked up right away. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're in this uh, patch of grass in town map. Use Route 12. Uh, I'll use a Pokemon to cut down the... Oh my god, everyone's so beaten up. I use Keith and Annie to cut down the tree. Who's out in first position? Johnny Five. Yeah, that's right. I put Johnny Five out front. He's got no Swifts left, no Slashes left. The idea was I'd use Poison Sting on whatever it was which I caught in the grass. Oh, fuck! This guy's not dead! Jesus Christ, past Dan. You really set me up to, to get a bit screwed over just then. I thought there was a guy here who I could have sworn I, I beat. He was just standing, or I've already walked around all over the place. And I was like, hey, have you found the Moonstone? That's what he says, and now we're in a fight. He's not defeated yet. Dan, what are you doing? Oh, shit, and now Johnny Five doesn't have any moves. Ah, oh, fudge. Junior Trainer Male wants to fight. Nidoran Male sent out, level 29. Go Johnny Five, level 37. Poison is going to be not effective, so I can't use Poison Sting. I have to switch Pokemon. I will switch Pokemon to... I mean... I mean, Constantine is paralyzed and on half health. But, hey, you know what's strong against poison Pokemon like Nidoran's is? Psychic Pokemon, like what Constantine is. Nidoran is poison sting. I don't care, you can't poison me because I'm already paralyzed. Uh, Hypnosis Flash, confusion. Nidoran used Horn Attack? Oh, that's not fair, it got two shots off on me. I use confusion, it, uh, it's uh, bang, dead in one. Beautiful, super effective. It's Horn Attack knocked me down to 52 out of 119 health, so I'm in bad shape. Constantine gained some experience. Junior Trainer is about to use Nidorino. Stay out there, Constantine. No, stay out there. Your 52 health and your confusions will be enough to knock this uh, admittedly intimidating look looking Pokemon on his head. Confusion, please. Nidorino used Focus Energy. Okay, so it's increasing its chance of, uh, of critical hitting us to death in one shot. But hopefully, Constantine used Confusion. Okay, I wasn't paralyzed. I used Confusion. Dead in one. Oh, what a good start. Well done, Constantine. You overcome your paralysis to kill a... fellow Pokemon and also advance to another level. Well done, Constantine. Um, I got 580 bucks for winning. Let's speak to this young lad. I, I could have made my Pokemon evolve with Moonstone. Yeah, that's true. Your Nidorino could become a Nido King. Yeah, okay. So, where are we? We're walking up here. Long and winding road. Here's where I got the good rod. No, the great rod. The best rod. There's another baddie there. I, I'm not going to step in front of him just in case it's not. Alright, here's where the Snorlax was. I'm just going to double check that. Okay, that's route 12. So, up here. This is the route. I've, I've walked up to the north. This is the route which I cleared out just uh, south of Lavender Town. I want to make sure that this isn't actually Route 11. So let's walk all the way up into this route. And let's look at our map. Item. Town map. Route 12. Okay, no. Nothing doing. Hang on. What if I walk further? Look here, the map. It looks like there should be a route to the north of me. Oh, there's an item in the water which I can swim out to if I had to... Uh, I successfully beat the, uh, you know, the guy. 
Town map, route 12. Okay, yeah, no, no way. Oh, actually. So route 12 ends in a building. Uh, just, I just popped my head in through the building to see what was on the other side. There's a whole other set of jetties here. Item, town map. Route 12, still fuck. Okay, and up here's Lavender Town. Alright, well. Here we are in Lavender Town. Uh, let's quickly use the Pokemon Mart. Dun. Welcome to our Pokemon Center. Yeah. Alright, listeners. There's no getting around it. You know what time it is? It's probably time to go try and beat Koga, the Ninja Master. Psychic Pokemon Man. So, yeah, I've uh, got my Pokemon all healed up. Let's use Mr. Tolly to fly to Fuchsia City, where the Psychic Gym is. And let's, uh... <sighs> let's try and really mess up Koga's day. Uh, so who do we, who are we going to use? I mean, let's put Mr. Tolly out front. Should we? Or Constantine? See, this is the thing. I cannot use Keith and Andy, because they're a poison-type Pokemon. I can't use Sarah, because she's also a poison-type Pokemon. And Psychic Strong Against Poison. Can't use Cabbage, because Cabbage is a little baby! That leaves me with three Pokemon. Constantine, Mr. Tolly, and Johnny Five. A Sandslash, a Pidgeot, and a Hypno. So I think Mr. Tolly, at level 39, is a pretty good choice to have out front, and we'll just use Fly on this guy. So, are there any other... Have I defeated? Is there just two? Oh, no, there's more! There's more Psychic people. Okay, good. We'll get some training in on the way. Uh, in that case, I'll swip... I'll swip-swap Constantine. Switch-swatch Constantine out front. We can grind up Constantine in this Psychic battle. I'm in front of, uh, Koga's Grunt. Eh, I want to become a ninja, so I joined this gym. Okay. It's weird that this gym equates psychic Pokemon with ninjas. It's another juggler who's got four Pokemon. Cool, so I'm not worried about any of these knocking me dead. Drowsy, level 31. Cool. Go Constantine. A, a, a Hypno, level 36. Nothing to worry about. Headbutt. Constantine used Headbutt. Oh, critical hit. Very close to being dead in one. Not quite, though. Drowsy flinched at a headbutt again. Go on, Constantine. Fucking kill it. Well done. Oh, good. That felt nice. Constantine gained 676 experience. The juggler is about to use a drowsy. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. This is a tense... I'm not skipping anything, listeners, because this is tense. This is a gym. Uh, I'm out of my depth a little bit. I'm going to be struggling through this. It's going to be... I'm going to be lucky to get out of this with all of my Pokemon still alive. I'm going to be honest. That's what I honestly think. Uh, not this fight, but the Koga fight coming up. Uh, Juggler withdrew Drowsy. Holy shit, yeah, I knocked it down to almost dead, and now... Oh, he pulled out a Kadabra. Well, hopefully the headbutt will knock this uh, skinny old bean pull... Oh, he pulled it back again! And sent out Drowsy? The same Drowsy in Constantinia's headbutt killing the Drowsy. What a weird... What a weird thing for that guy to have done. Juggler's about to use Kadabra. I've seen this guy before. Well, Dan, I'll change my... No, I'm not a flip-flopping roundabout kind of guy. There's Kadabra. Headbutt the Kadabra. Kadabra used Recover. A health recovery move, but it failed because it's on full health. This guy's just hitting buttons on his Game Boy randomly. Critically hit, dead in one. Kadabras are a glass cannon. 
No health, no defense. Bang. Ah, oh, but delicious experience leaked all out of its out of its its Pokemon body and onto the ground. And Constantine just lapped it up like la 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 la. Now is uh, 963 experience the better for that experience. Juggler is about to use a Drowsy. Will Dino change Pokemon? No. Juggler sent out Drowsy. Oh, this is beautiful. Hip, he, headbutt. Constantine used Headbutt. Okay, not a critical hit. Drowsy used Disable. And what? Constantine's Flash was disabled. Oh no, what am I going to do without Flash? Sure won't be uploading any videos to stickdeath.com anytime soon, now that my Macromedia Flash has been disabled. Fuck me. <coughs> Daniel defeated the Juggler. Juggler says, oh, I'm done for. And Daniel got 1,085. Hey, they're they're rich. Little over a thousand bucks. Okay, there's oh, there's more people in here than I thought. This is good. More experience, more experience for my Pokemon. Less chance of them dying in the final fight with Koga. So here's another grunt to fight. Hey, I also study the way of the ninja with Master Koga. Ninja have a long history of using animals. Do they? Really? Like in real life? Holy shit, this is a sprite I've never seen before. A tamer! Oh, it's an animal tamer. He's got a white vest and like skinny white pants. Uh, some intense eyebrows, a backpack on his back and a whip. Just carrying a whip around with him. Alright, tamer sent out Arbok! A poison! Poison, 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 go Constantine! Mess this guy right up with your confusions. Oh man, you picked the wrong fight today, my friend. My snake buddy. Dead in one! Oh, I love this, it's super effective. Oh, that thing handed itself to me on a plate. Constantine gained over a thousand experience, 1039, and of course, Constantine grew to level 37. And Constantine is trying to learn Psychic! But Constantine can't learn more than four moves. Psychic is powerful as fuck, listeners. Uh, Psychic is what that other uh, Hypno used on poor little Johnny Five, which nearly sent him to his little robot-shaped grave early. Delete an older room to make move for Psychic? Yeah. Which move should be forgotten? Headbutt, Hypnosis, Flash, or Confusion? Now, this is interesting. I've been holding on to Hypnosis. Hypnosis, which is the move which puts uh, other Pokemon to sleep. Um, why have I been holding on to it? One, in my head, I feel like maybe far off in the future, when I'm fighting the Fantastic Four, for example, I'll have a need to put a Pokemon to sleep. Like, a, it'll be like a Hail Mary pass. Like, oh, there's no way I can one-shot this last Pokemon to death, to death, and if it gets another shot off on me, I'm dead, so well, I have to trust a Hypnosis to put it to sleep, and then I can hit it two or three times and kill it. That's the situation I have in my head. Really, that's a fantasy. It probably won't happen that way. I can't, like, there's been no situation like that up until now, so I don't know. Uh, but I've also been holding on to Hypnosis, the sleeping move, because I've been tossing up as to what to do with the TM Dream Eater to teach it to uh, to my guy, Constantine. I think I'm going to make that decision now. I think I'm not going to. I'm going to get rid of Hypnosis. Actually, maybe this is dumb. Maybe I should get rid of Confusion. Maybe it's like a one-to-one -one thing. Because Psychic will just replace Confusion. Psychic is like Confusion, but more so. No, let's let's replace Hypnosis. One, two, and poof. Maybe this is dumb. Maybe I'm just rendering Confusion obsolete, but, uh... I mean, you know. 
I've done it anyway. Tamer is about to use a Sand Slash. Will Daniel change Pokemon? Yeah, I will. Um, Ground. Ground is tough. Sand Slash. I, I'm probably going to send out Johnny Five. We'll have a Sand Slash on Sand Slash fight. Because, like, I mean, obviously I could send out Sarah and she can... She can surf it to death. Right? You know? But really, I shouldn't. Because ground is strong against poison, which is what Sarah is. I don't actually have a, a counter for ground-type Pokemon. When a ground-type shows up, I kind of have to be worried a little bit that they're going to give Sarah too hard a time. Or Keith and Andy. See, Keith and Andy and Sarah both have moves which are strong against ground. Keith and Andy has plant moves, Sarah has a water move. But both of them are dual-class poison types, which make them susceptible to ground-type moves. So if this Sand Slash has Earthquake, for example, it could fuck me right up, and I don't want that to happen. So, yeah, Johnny Five go out. We'll slash each other around. Sand Slash, level 33. A pretty cute sprite. I've probably said that before. It's an alright sprite. Fight Swift or Slash? Slash, of course. Johnny Five use Slash. And... Critical hit! Half its health! Man, Sand Slash is a tanky kind of Pokemon. Sand Slash is Sand Attack. Yeah, well, as long as it only gets one off, I think I'm alright. Johnny Five use Slash! Critical hit, come on, come on. Oh, critical hit! Oh my gosh, it's on a fraction! It must be on one hit point. Oh no. Sand Slash is Poison Sting. A critical hit, I went from 118 to 115. It's not very effective though, but I was poisoned. I'll give it that. Fair enough, man. You sure did poison me. I'm going to poison sting it right back. Johnny Five used poison sting and killed the sand slash. Pew. Johnny Five gained 1,152 experience. And Johnny Five leveled up to level 38. Well done, Johnny Five. The tamer is about to use Arbok. Alright, Constantine's time to shine again. Go, Constantine. It's Arbok. Hey, you know what? It's funny that this is literally like a poison guy. You know, all his Pokemon had poison moves or were of dual-type poison type. Or flat-out poison, in the case of Arbok. Yeah, they're, they're either poison Pokemon or Pokemon with poison moves. I think... Yeah. Like, maybe the maybe Koga... I don't know what Pokemon he has. Maybe he will have some poison-type Pokemon. Maybe this is like a mixed poison and psychic Pokemon gym, which is interesting. Anyway, psychic, I've only got 10 psychics. Confusion, I've got 24. I play an ace when a 2 will do. Constantine is Confusion. And we're going to one-shot this Arbok. Yep, done. Super effective. Goodbye, Arbok. And Daniel defeated the Tamer. Tamer says, Awoo! And I got a whole bunch of money for winning. Let's continue speaking to the Tamer. Ah, I still have much to learn, says the Tamer. How many antidotes have we got? We've got three antidotes left. Let's, uh, in the interest of keeping things moving, I'll just bang cure that poison right off of my uh, Sand Slash. They're done. Alright. Damn these invisible walls. I'm walking around. I'm walking around. Oh, there's one, there's one. Okay, there's a guy here. Master Koga comes from a long line of ninjas. Where, what did you descend from? Asks this guy. Uh, me mum. Another juggler. 
with two Pokemon. First out, a Drowsy. Hello, Drowsy. So, go Constantine, my Hypno. 126 out of 126. It's going to be Headbutts all the way, because Psychic is weak against Psychic. So Headbutts, I think, are going to be... Oh, Drowsy used Psychic. Okay. What's it going to do to us? Level 34 versus level 37. Yeah, nothing. Down to 114 health out of 126. So, yeah, Headbutt, 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 Headbutt. Drowsy flinched, headbutt again. Dead. That is a, a dead drowsy. Constantine gained a bunch of experience. Juggler is about to use a Hypno. Alrighty. Well, down on change Roker 1. No. Juggler sent out Hypno. Hello, Hypno. Headbutt. Constantine used Headbutt. Critical hit is down past half health. Hypno used Disable, but it failed. Headbutt, 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 Headbutt. Oh, not a critical hit. Hypno used Poison Gas. Constantine was poisoned, fuck, god damn it. Headbutt. Constantine used headbutt, and this is a dead Pokemon now. Hypno fainted. Constantine gained 1,200 experience points. Shame about the poison. <laughs> the juggler says, Oh, I dropped my balls. And Daniel got 1,190 Pokemon dollars. Um, so, yeah, I've got two antidotes left. I'm gonna, yeah, why goddamn not? I'm gonna keep that last one for the final boss fat, fat fight. Uh, there's one more grunt which I want to get involved with. Here we are. Come on, come at me. Where are you? There you are. Because I reckon Constantine has one more move he can go up. Hey, stop right there, says this grunt. Our invisible walls have you frustrated? That's what he asks me upon attacking me. I mean... Oh, it's another Tamer. Cool. Tamer wants to fight. Tamer sent out Sand Slash. Damn. Go, Constantine. Fight. Psychic. Let's christen the move. Constantine is Psychic on the level 34 Sand Slash. Down it goes past half health. Dead in one! It wasn't even a crit. Constantine gained a bunch of experience and Constantine grew to level 38. Go, Constantine! Well done. Tamer is about to use Arbok. Yeah, I think I need something watery. I need a water Pokemon to... Uh, I need a counter against fire, and I need a counter against uh, ground. Um, ground especially. Like I mentioned, the issue with sending Sarah out to fight ground-type Pokemon. She's weak against them. Uh, yeah, so water will do those two things for me. Counter fire and counter ground. Uh, will Daniel change Pokemon? I didn't read who... Oh yeah, Arbok, no. Tamer sent out Arbok. Fight. Use Confusion. Constantine use Confusion. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bang. It's super effective. And I gained experience and I defeated the Tamer. Tamer says, oh, whoa, he's got it. Then I got 1,360 bucks for winning. And I'll, let's speak to you again. Oh, you impressed me. Hey, here's a hint. Look very closely for gaps in the invisible walls. Thanks, my friend. Alright, uh, listeners, I'm just quickly gonna nick back to the, uh, to the Pokemon Center and replenish some health and moves. Alright, everyone, I'm back in the gym. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, Constantine, I think, has proven himself to be wildly effective against every single thing which is in this gym, right? Great for, uh, fighting psychic Pokemon, because psychic moves are weak against him, and he just headbutt, headbutt, headbutts them to death. Great for poison Pokemon, obviously. 
So what I kind of want to do is put either Johnny Five or Mr. Tolly out front first, and they can uh, they can wear down Koga's first few Pokemon, whatever they are, and then for the last big one, whatever that is, I'll send out Constantine. I think it's a, an Alakazam. I think I remember it being an Alakazam, the third and final evolution of an Ab- Abra. So as soon as I see an Alakazam coming out, I'm going to throw out Constantine uh, to, to fight it. Uh, but for the first ones, let's let's have Johnny Five out front, and uh, let's just make our way through these invisible walls. Whoop, 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 whoop. Around up here north, and then down here. I say, I say, down here. Yep, here we are. Is that okay? And then up in this direction. Up around. Oh no, stuck there. No, no. Yep, no. Nope, nope, up around to the north. Alright, back down south, we loop around. Go down here, around, 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 around. And here we are. Okay, here's Koga. Here's Koga. Alright. I'm just going to quickly save my game in case I accidentally drop my Game Boy or something like that. I don't want the batteries to come out and then all the progress I've made in the past 26 minutes of recording. don't want to have to, like, play that back again if I do something dumb. Um... As, as happened like two episodes ago. Three, three episodes ago. Alright, let's fight Koga. Are you ready? Am I ready? Fuck no, listeners, but we're going to do it. Bang! We're fighting Koga. Oh, Koga says, <clears throat> A mere child like you dares to challenge me? Very well. I shall show you true terror as a ninja master. You shall feel the despair of poison and sleep techniques. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he puts me to sleep because I have the poker flute. Here's Koga. He's got four Pokemon and he's got a cape. And he's got spiky hair. He looks a bit too serious. I wouldn't be friends with him. Koga wants to fight. Yeah, he looks like a dick. Koga sent out coughing. Go Johnny Five. So poison to start with. Uh, god damn, once again, it is a disgusting shame that I don't have any ground-type moves for Johnny Five to, to use on this poison Pokemon, so just slash it. It's a level 37, I'm a level 38. Critically hit, not quite dead in one. Pretty close, though. Coughing you smoke screen. What, my, his, my, my accuracy, oh, fuck it. Slash, yep, got it. Dead. Bam. Critical hit. Coughing fainted. Johnny 5k 900 experience. Koga is about to use muck. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna send out Constantine. It's dumb of me to be, like, withholding my psychic. Oh my god, level 39. Go Constantine level 38. Okay, yeah, we're fighting uphill now. Uh, psychic. Constantine, you psychic. Come on, knock this bastard out. Oh, please, goodbye muck. Goodbye muck. Yes! Critical hit dead in one. It's super effective. Yeah. Level 39. Level 39. So level 38 was the... Level 39 is now the highest Pokemon I've ever fought. Chilling stuff, listeners. Thank God for Constantine. Are you listening? Emperor P. Constantine out there in Twitter land? Thank you. Thank you for being in my party. I'm coming out of the party in my pocket and knocking a muck about. Constantine gained a whole bunch of experience. Koga is about to use coughing. Man, he is all poison. No, stay out there, Constantine. Hey, who saw this coming? Not me. I thought it was going to be psychic all the way. 
Speaking of psychic all the way, let's use psychic on this uh, on this coughing. So level 37, by the way. Dead in one, of course. Coughing Fainer, Constantine gained 900 experience. Wheezing is the last one. It is all poison from this man. Oh my gosh. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. That's insane. Hi, Wheezing. Oh man. Wheezing is an awesome sprite. That's real cool. Fight Psychic. Oh my god, it's level 43. Fuck. Man. Oh man, it didn't even die. It wasn't a critical hit though. If it had been a critical hit, that would have been a dead in one. Worthy of a shirt. But no, it's on a fraction of his health. Weezing used toxic. Sure, whatever. Do whatever. I don't care. Level 43 versus a level 38. I don't care. Constantine is badly poisoned. Fight. Ah, fuck it. Psychic. Constantine used psychic. Come on, I'm barracking for a critical hit just to, to split this thing in half. It is a critical hit and it's super effective. I, I critical hit super effective it's one last hit point away ah, I feel good the wheezing fainted Constantine gained 1,593 experience points and Constantine grew to level 39 ah oh, that was great I, I swear I thought this was a psychic guy <laughs> he says humph you have proven your self worth yeah take that soul badge and Jalena received 4,257 Pokemon for winning. Now that you have the Soul Badge, the defense of your Pokemon increases. It also lets you use Surf outside of battle. Ah, take this too. Ah, make space for this child. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, what are we gonna do? There we are. I just use my last antidote to cure Constantine of his real bad poison. Let's speak to Koga again. Now that you have the soul badge, the defense of your Pokemon should rise. I know it's a blah blah surf outside of blah. Ah, take this too. Daniel received TMO6. TMO6 contains toxic. It is a secret technique. Over 400 years old. Okay, what does it do, mate? When a flick... Okay, yeah, I have to talk to him again to get more information out of him. Which kind of sucks. When afflicted by toxic, Pokemon suffer more and more as battle progresses. It'll surely terrorize foes. Okay, cool. Maybe... Maybe that's a good thing to use, I don't know. Probably not. Probably just get right on rid of it. Oh, boy, listeners. We beat Koga. That was cool. What a surprise. I, su I, su I swear. I, I thought it was going to be like... How the hell, hell do I get out? I can't see where the walls are. Oh, here we are. Up up northeast around the... Okay, around the top here. And down, straight down. Okay, and we're out. Alright, groovy. I don't even need to visit the Pokemon Center. Oh, not in any bad shape. Cool. So there's so much that we can do now that we've got Surf. What I'm first going to do, though, is I... I'm in the mood to put my uh, Game Boy down and run to the loop. Alrighty, and I'm back. Yeah, I'm in the mood to go down to that sea route down south of this city and then get myself a, a water Pokemon. My first water Pokemon. I think I'm gonna, if I like the look of it, I might let it join my party. And we'll have a new 
Because, like, cabbage... I've got, like... I got plenty of ground in my group. I've got I've got plenty of ground. I don't need cabbage or rock type. I I want a water type. So Johnny Five's gonna be out no, not Johnny Five. Who's gonna be out front? Um Who can I trust not to kill something right away? I guess no one. Hang on. Maybe Sarah... Yeah, I'm going to put Sarah out front. Even though she's uh, dual-class poison ground, and I'm going to be fighting a water-type Pokemon, I trust that her 43 levels are enough to... Uh, are enough to ensure that she's going to survive, like... Even a water move directed right at her. Actually, are we going to be able to get past... Hang on. I might actually put Keith and Andy out. It looks like I have to fight someone to get to a piece of water to stick my rod into. Or to surf out into. I think that, uh, given that I have the best rod I can possibly have now... Sorry for being such a braggart. Uh, I think that having the amazing rod, or whatever it is that I've got, it'll yield the same Pokémon out of the sea as getting into the water and surfing around will. I think. Uh, I might be wrong about that. But whatever, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to assume I'm right. So Keith and Andy's out front. We're going to fight this person next to the, the seashore. And we're going to stick our rod in the water. Uh, there we are. Fighting someone. Oh, wait. You'll have a heart attack, says this person. What the fuck? What's that about? That's a swimmer. What a weird sprite. The, the, the swimmers... I don't know. They look like... They look weird. Alright, but the swimmer wants to fight. You know what it is? It's because they're kind of swimming, but there's no water around. Oh no, it's a Goldeen, level 29. It knows. It probably knows Peck, which is a flying move. Why the hell does a Goldeen know Peck? But fine, Vine Whip. Vine Whip, kill it. Keith and Andy, please. Pow, 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 bang, 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 bang. Oh, not even dead. It's super effective. If it, if it had critted, it would be... Ah, oh, Goldeen used Peck. Oh, no. It's super effective. I did 10 damage, though. So, yeah, you know, what? whatever. The last couple of hit points, I'm going to take away with a cut. Keith and Andy use cut. Goldeen fainted. Keith and Andy gain experience. Swimmer is about to use Horsey. Well, then I'll change Pokemon. No. In fact, hey... How about uh, our first cut to when it's dead? I'll cut to when it's dead, listeners. It's dead. Super effective. Enemy horsey fainted with two vine whips. Keith and Andy gained 500 experience points. Swimmer is about to use Star You. Well, Dan, I'll change Pokemon. No. Swimmer sent out Star You. Hello, Star You. And I will once again cut to when this level 29 Star You is killed by my level 34 Keith and my level 34 Andy. Bam! Dunskies. Keith and then again, 658 experience and I defeated the swimmer. Swimmer says, ooh, that's chilly. And Daniel got $145 for winning. $145. Is that because he's wearing Speedos and he doesn't have anything but small change just sort of tucked around his genitals? That might be it. You can't, f you can't fit a whole wallet down there, just like parking meter change. Makes sense. I guess I can respect this game for trying to <laughs> to to uh, rationalise a statement made by its goddamn sprite. But sh yeah, okay. All right. 
So I'm here up against the water. There's nowhere else to go in this route except for into the water. There's one more fisherman, but I'll get him on the way back. As uh, for what we do now, uh, Keith and Andy's out front. No, let's swip, swap Sarah. Switch Sarah to out front position. I'm gonna dip the old rod into the old water. Uh, 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 good rod. Ultra ball, rare candy, super rod. The super rod. Use the super rod. Dan will use the super rod. What am I hoping for, listeners? Maybe I can't have this, but I'm hoping for one of those clam Pokemons. Clamder or whatever. Oh, it's a bite! What's it gonna be? We're in a fight! What? I don't want a Goldeen or anything. Oh! Okay! Do I want this? It's a horsey. A horsey will eventually evolve into that... A weird thing. I've never used a horsey in, in, in battle. Horsey attacked. Level 15. Man, that's low. Hello, Sarah. Fight. Uh, poison Sting. Sarah used Poison Sting. And... <gasps> oh my gosh! Listeners! It is not an exaggeration to say that this horsey is on a single... A single hit point. Because I cannot see... I can... Like... Yeah. This is the closest a Pokemon can be to being dead. Without actually being dead. Uh... So... Item. We're gonna have no trouble at all. Using one of our... Four... Ultra Balls. To catch this horsey. Man. If I had poisoned it, it would be dead by now, because it, it, it got me with a bubble, and then it would have been hurt by poison, and then bang, dead. Horsey was caught. New Pokedex data will be added for Horsey. A new member! Oh my god, I have to think of a name. Uh, haha. No one to shoot down flying bugs with precision blasts of ink from the surface of the water. Horsey, a dragon. Height, one foot four inches. Bigger than it looks in the sprite. Weight, 18 pounds. I think I'm going to name this... Uh, do you want to give a nickname to Horsey? Yes. I'm going to name this Horsey after one of my uh, f followers on Twitter. Who listens as well? Daniel K. Hang on. Let's just get the proper spelling of you. Yeah, here we are. Daniel K. Uh, at Dr. Village Idiot on Twitter. Yeah, he's a, yeah uh, he listens while he does, like real man stuff, like repairing his motorcycle. And I'm like, oh, jeez, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Daniel... Daniel, please get in contact with the pronunciation of your last name. Because it looks like it could be... It could be Coon or Kahuna. It's either Kahuna or Coon. Uh, or Kahoon? Anyway, Daniel K is what this horsey gets named, and it's after you, Daniel K. Not this guy, Daniel K, who's the host, but the other Daniel K who listens. Uh, at Dr. Village Idiot. Daniel Cahoon, Daniel Coon, Daniel Kahuna. One of those three. Or a fourth. Who knows? Let's go crazy. It could be pronounced any old which way. Uh, yeah. D-A-N-I-E-L base K. Daniel K. Alright, that's you, Daniel K. Man, this was long overdue. I'm sorry. I think it's just I've been avoiding naming a Pokemon after me. Done. Daniel K was transferred to Bill's PC. That's you, buddy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean... I guess... Yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with uh, a horsey. Uh, once it gets evolved up into a, 
a thing which is not a horsey. Because uh, I feel like horsey is a, a little bit, a little bit puny. Uh, let's deposit cabbage. I've forgotten what the, the evolution of horsey is called. It's not seeking, because that's the evolution of a goldine. Cabbage restored, withdraw, Daniel K, level 15. Okay, so first things first. Let's go, Pokemon, Daniel K, yeah, one out of 38 hit points. One hit point, it's on one hit point. I was quite correct. Uh, let's heal him up at the Pokemon Center. Welcome to our Pokemon Center. We heal your Pokemon back to perfect health. Yep. Alright, we'll heal your Pokemon. Let's just get the recording back up and close Twitter. <sighs> hey, Daniel K, thanks for uh, thanks for giving me like updates on what you're doing while you're listening. Because it's always like... I don't know. It's, that's an interesting thing. I like it. Uh, Alright, so... What's on the cards now, listeners? Yeah, there are some places I can go by surfing. Uh, there are some big places I can go. There's Cinnabar Island now, if I go down that surf route. Um, there are some little items I can pick up now that I know surf. There's a, that weird house in the safari zone I can go explore. So I think what I'm going to do is I don't want to go to Cinnabar Island just yet. I don't want to go down along the sea or anything like that. I'm going to go into the safari zone. I'm going to see what's up with that house. So I'll cut to when I'm there. All right, listeners, I'm in the safari zone. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to check out all the secrets I can get to by surfing here. I can see right off the bat there's a big body of water and an island in the middle. It might have a Pokeball on it. I can't quite tell. Uh, yeah, but once we've explored all the secrets here, I think I'm going to go to the Diglett Cave and try and level up uh, Daniel K a little bit. I can, yeah, I'll do that. So for now, let's go Pokemon, Sarah, Surf. Ah, oh, listen to that music. That's some nice music. Daniel got on Sarah. Sarah, are you listening? I'm riding you around in the sea. We're going, ah, oh, through the waves, splash, splash, splash. Yay, faster, Sarah, faster. And now here we are at the island. We get off, and there is a Pokeball right here on the ground. I wonder what will be inside it. Click. No more room for items. Fuck. All right, well, I used the rare candy on Daniel K. I know it's cheap, and I said I would never do that, but Daniel found a nugget. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's get back in the sea. Sarah. There we are. Daniel got on Sarah. And now, where do we go? Uh, where's this? Up here. Alright, I'll just cut to when I find a new interesting place. Oh, Nidorino. Run away. Oh, an execute. Hello, execute. We'll run away. Okay, finally. Here we are at the secret house where we got the HM. And now let's uh, use Sarah. Daniel got on Sarah, we surf into the water here, and there we surf across the water, and we're on land again, and we have here a house with a sign out the front. Let's read the sign. Rest house, no. Oh, it's just guys and there's a woman in here, there's three people, alright, they better say something really interesting to warrant this being a secret house. Dozing rocks at Pokemon might make them run, but they'll be easier to catch. 
That's what that guy had to say. Looked like one of Professor Oak's aides. There's a guy sitting here on the table, on, on a chair, not a table. Silly me. Using bait will make Pokemon easier to catch. Um. Yeah, no, that's not quite accurate, is it? Bait reduces the catch rate of the Pokemon, making it harder to catch, but it increases the amount of time before it runs away. So this guy is feeding all the little kitties who are playing this game without the internet false information, and I can't abide by that. Let's uh, let's move on. Speak to this woman. I hiked a lot, but I didn't see any Pokemon I wanted. Yeah, that's a real shame. Man, what a disappointment this house was. I thought it'd be full of interesting things. Oh, there's a Pokeball on the ground here. Oh, there's a Pokemon in my way first. Oh! What is this? A Taurus! A Taurus! I don't know that I've ever seen this! Taurus is one of those Pokemon which I ever... I, like, I just forget. I forget that it exists. Okay. Yeah, not a Pokemon I've ever had in any iteration of these games. Wow, what a sight. Well, run away. Bye, Taurus. Got away safely. Fuck me. Alright, there's a Pokeball in the grass. Grab it. Daniel found a Max Potion. I hope I already had a Max Potion so that that will stack. Alright, I'll see if I can find anything else in this Safari Zone. Uh, random encounter. Another execute runaway. Another execute runaway. Let's execute. Oh, well. Ah! Venomoth. Alright, I see a Pokeball down here. No more room for items. Damn, it didn't stack. Oh shit, I've only got four fucking steps left. Oh no. Good rod. I don't want to get rid of any of this stuff. Oh, this sucks. Hang on. Okay. I'm just going to toss the the six awakenings which I have. I'm going to toss them on the ground. Because I've got the poker flute now. Done. Thrown away. I mean, I wish I could have sold them, but oh well. Daniel found the Max Revive. Okay, that's useless. Alright. Well, let's just take four steps. PA. Ding dong. Time's up. Your Safari game is over. It looks like there was more I could have explored than... Fuck it, let's just do it again. Let's get to that place again. We're in that place again! Alright, listeners, we're in that place again. Um, let's see what's up north here. A sign. Trainer tips. Zone exploration campaign. The search for the secret house. Okay. Is this... Oh. Area 2. Is this somewhere I've been? It is! Oh, it just leads back to nowhere. Okay, I've explored everywhere. Alright. Let's leave. Let's just leave. No good times in here! Alright, we're done. Leaving early? Yes, sir. Please return any safari balls you've left. Okay, done. Alright, listeners. Let's quickly go to the Pokemon Mart and sell that nugget. And uh, any revives which I've got. There we are at the Mart. Hello, my friend. Hi there, may I help you? Sell. What would you like to sell? Silkscope, bicycle, Alexa, poker flute, good rod, full restore, yada yada, ultra ball, yada yada, super rod, nugget. One for 5,000 bucks, yes. 
Done. Beautiful. Now, I've only got one restore item. It was the one I just picked up there. Max Revive. One for 2,000 bucks. Done. Yep. Uh, let's see if any of these TMs are anything I want to sell. Let's see, let's see, let's see. TM06. Contains Toxic. I'll hold on to that one for now. TM20. Contains Rage. So, I want to sell TM20. TM20 I want to sell. HMO4, Ultra Ball, HMO3, TM32, watch this. Booted up a TM, contains double team. No, 32 and 20 I want to sell. 40, use, booted up a TM, contains Skull Bash, I'll hold on to that. 37, use, booted up a TM. Egg Bomb, I'll hold on to that. Maybe I'll use uh, Chansey one of these days, that'd be pretty cool. So, it is 32 and 20. I'm selling 32 and 20. Hi there, may I help you? Let's sell. What would you like to sell? TM32 for 500 bucks. Pathetic amount of money. Yep, he knows it's garbage. And uh, and 20. TM20 for 1,000. So, Rage. It's a higher selling price. Okay, let's quickly buy a couple more uh, Ultra Balls. Two, three, four for four thousand eight hundred bucks. Done. That'll be four thousand eight hundred. Yep. Sure. There you are. Thank you. Take your time. Bye. All right. Uh, all those TMs and HMs. I'm just gonna quickly go chuck them in the computer. All right. There we are. Uh, yep. I've uh, deposited all of my HMs and TMs except for Surf, which I'm still I'm tossing up about whether or not to teach to Daniel K. Um. And I also deposited my Sylph Scope and my Good Rod. So, listeners, remember, if I find myself needing a Sylph Scope for any reason, I don't know if I do, like, throughout the rest of the game, I'm going to go back to my computer to get it. All right. Mr. Tolly, fly me to the place where the Diglett Cave is. Cut to when I'm there, listeners. Oh, this isn't all right. This is east of Bassam's Grave. Try again, Mr. Tolly. Eee, hell yeah. All right. Pokemon. Let's switch Daniel K. Out front. Level 16. Horsey. And, uh... Let's walk on over. To the Diglett Cave. Slowly. We get there. Here it is. And let's enter the Diglett Cave. And we'll go down the ladder into the Diglett Cave proper. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. There's a Diglett. Hello, Diglett. Wild Diglett. Level 18, go level 16, Daniel K. Hey, should we... Oh, Jesus, God! Oh, God, no. Oh, the sprite. Fuck that. Oh, okay. Oh, Daniel K, I'm really sorry, man. Maybe when you're evolved, you'll be a beautiful thing. That's disgusting. Oh, I don't even like looking at my screen anymore. Oh, oh my god. It's only move that it knows is bubble. This is pathetic. Swap Pokemon to Keith and Andy. Daniel K, I swear you're a cool guy in real life. Oh, Jesus. Alright, the Diglett used Scratch. I cut a winner's dead. Cool. Daniel K gained 102 experience points. Keith and Andy gained the same amount. Uh, let's go Pokemon. Daniel K. Stats. Level up in 715 experience. 
Hmm. I wonder if the... See, the Diglett Cave will be good when... Yeah, okay. I'm going to teach... I'm going to teach Daniel K. Surf. We're going to replace Bubble entirely. Teach Surf to Pokemon. Yep. Daniel K. Oh! Daniel K. just learned Surf. I wasn't given the option to erase Bubble. I would have. But yeah, so... This is still going to be a good place to level... Because the Pokemon I'm fighting are a higher level than Daniel K is. So I think this is probably the best amount of experience he can get. Because surely with Surf... Here we are, Diglett level 15, go Daniel K level 16. You've got... Oh, God, the Sprite. Oh, every time. Oh, Diglett, you scratch. A critical hit. I'm down to 29 health out of 40. Fuck. Daniel K, you Surf. This is definitely going to get it in a one. Yeah, dead in one, super effective. Daniel K received 173. Alright, fast forward to the first level, listeners. Oh, that's bright. Awesome. Daniel K grew to level 17. Well done, Daniel K. Alright, maybe now I'll be faster than these Diglets, because they just, no matter what level they are, even the level 15s, get a shot off on me before I can surf them to death. Which sucks. I guess, uh, I guess I'm just a slow little seahorse. Oh shit, level 22. Okay. Oh. Daniel K isn't going to be killing this thing, but uh, you don't you don't need to listen to this. I'll just uh, skip to the next level, huh? Oh, awesome! Keith and Andy grew to level 35. Well done, Keith and Andy. Ooh! A Doug Trio. Cool. Hello, Doug Trio. Level 29. Nice to see you again. Okay, so let's go... How's it going, Mr. Tolly? Cut to winner's death. Ooh! Critical hit, dead in one wing attack. Beautiful. Well done, Mr. Tolly. Daniel K gained 314 experience. Beautiful. Well done. Well done, all. How far through are we? Oh, another 86 points. Oh, beautiful. Okay, no edits, listeners. Let's just, uh, yep, there's another fight. Daniel K will finish this fight. It's a little diglet. It is a level 16. Okay, we got one level up on it. Go, Daniel K. You got this. Surf. You surf. Diglett, you scratch, of course. It's a le- Oh, a critical hit! Fuck! Down to 22 health out of 42 health. That's okay. Daniel K, you surf. And the Diglett. Uh, yeah, is afflicted by surf. That's uh, super effective and it's dead. Uh, that's surely- Yeah, 185 experience points. Daniel K grew to level 18. Alright. Cut to the next level. Hey, Daniel K grew to level 19. <gasps> oh, okay. Daniel K learned smokescreen. Well, alright. So, hey, listeners, see you at level 20. <sighs> oh, man. Hey, listeners, I'm not at level 20 yet, of course. I just figured I'd try having a conversation with you out there. While I grind. Um... Yeah, I'm really kicking myself for having forgotten what the evolution of Daniel K is called. When, like, I don't even know... So sometimes with some Pokemon I kind of know in my head when they evolve. Like, I know, early 20s, late 20s, early 30s. With, with Horsey, I got no clue. Like, I could be... I, I might need to get him into, like, level 32 or something before I get rid of this disgusting sprite. I don't even know if this, the uh, evolved sprite is better. I really hope it is. 
But uh, hopefully it's a 20s kind of evolution, Daniel K. The, um... The horsey? Horsey, man, yeah. This is a... I've never used a horsey before in any of my, in any of my playthroughs. This is great. Uh, this is what Nuzlocke's are good for. It's like they force you to use Pokemon you wouldn't otherwise. And then that's sometimes how you get like the best experiences in life. It's by being forced into them. Like weirdly. Often that's not the case, but sometimes it is, and they're beautiful times. Like getting uh, a Nidoqueen Queen to play with. I never really would have used uh, uh, a Nidoran, you know, in any of my playthroughs. It just so happened that I was forced to by this Nuzlocke. Uh, very similarly, um, me and my wife, we've uh, been to Europe for like a month for some travel. Uh, on two occasions, actually, we've been traveling in Europe. It was really nice. Cost a lot of money. We did a lot of saving. We were really broke afterwards, but it was a beautiful experience. One of the great things that, uh, that happened was uh, we went to Venice just on a whim. We... Um, just grinding in the background here, listeners. Have to make sure I don't go on automatic and accidentally just like forget to worry about health or anything. Yeah, we were in Austria in Corinthia, uh, which was all a very strictly planned, uh, scheduled, well thought out uh, leg of the trip. And then we thought, oh, oh, cool, Daniel K. Grid level twenty. Wow, awesome. Yeah, we thought, oh, well, just uh, Corinthia is right on the border uh, with Italy. We thought, oh. Venice is just like a bus ride away. Why don't we use one of our days, which we would have been like the last day in Austria before we go to Germany. We'll duck down to Italy, uh, spend a day in Venice, and then go from Venice to Germany. And we're like, yeah, that's a, what a good idea, Dan and Beck. What a cool idea we've had. We rock up there. We get off the bus. It's kind of the middle of the day. We're in like the goddamn stinking heart of Venice. There are people trying to sell our stuff left, right, and center. And we realize, like, none of the hotels... You can't get a hotel, like, same day in the middle of Venice. Like, we were idiots to think that we could. We look around, we look around, and we find this one guy in a silver suit leant up against an old building, uh, and he was shuffling cards, business cards. He was literally shuffling cards. He heard us on the phone be turned down by the 100th Italian hotel. And he said, hey, I can get you a hotel. And we were like, yeah, okay, we're two desperate Australians. And he's like, yeah, follow me. And we went on this weird round through, like, alleyways to these, like, people's domestic houses. And they're like, no, no, we've got, we've got, we're full up. We've got someone staying with us already. They were like, you know... Can we stay in their spare room or whatever? We wind up like the tenth person uh, was a little old lady who lived in a um, in a big off like a huge apartment complex, and she had this tiny, shitty, horrible place, and she was a horrible lady, and this dumb little room where we you know where we were gonna stay, uh, and it was just so deeply awkward. It was such an awkward experience, and we hated it. And we had had a really bad time in Venice up to this point. Uh, and we just, like... In the end, like, yeah, we paid her 100 euros or whatever for the night. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, we went out to get some dinner. And we were like... 
Oh, this is so depressing being in this tiny little old lady with an injured leg up on the the 10th floor of her apartment block. Um, in this horrible place that we don't want to be. Let's just run away. We'll we'll cut. We'll go to Germany one day early. So we tried to, our best to cut our losses. I ran back up to the apartment block. I ran up to the little old lady. And she was like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? When I was packing up, and I was like, oh, we've changed our mind. We have to go. And she was like, no, you can't. You can't. And I was like, it's okay. You can keep your money for the night. And she's like, oh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and so we we ran away from her and her weird leg. Uh, and we went to the um, we went to the train station. It was well like into the night at this point. It was almost like, I don't know what time it would be. But we ended up having to wait a couple hours for a train. And then the train arrives for Munich. And we get on the train. And we're allowed to be on the train because we have U-Rail passes. We have a right to be on the train. But we don't have a seat booked. So we have to stay in the uh, in the uh, in with the bikes and the luggage. We have to stand in this weird cart full of bikes and luggage. And we stood there for like two hours. And then at around about midnight, a guy from the train company came down and he was like, listen, uh, your Eurail passes allow you to be on this train. As you know, there are no seats. And here's this like German train guy, this German train, uh, I don't know, whatever his role was. He was like, there's just been a cancellation for this next stop. There's there's a, a seat which has opened up, but it's, it's, in, a, uh, it's in a first class private room on this train, this sleeper train to Germany. So get up off the ground. You can be in this private room. And we go in there and it's bunk beds and a train. We get our own little ensuite. And he comes in and he says, yeah, this room comes with champagne and it comes with dinner. So here's your German champagne and your dinner. <laughs> we ate like speck and, and bread rolls and, and all this other stuff. That's not as fancy as the champagne was. But like, it was the most incredible thing, just like at midnight, to be handed a luxury first-class apartment on a train, traveling through to Munich in the middle of the night, uh, and then plied with champagne. <laughs> it was the most insane. Like, and to get there, we had to go through the most embarrassing, frustrating time in Venice. And we never would have been in a first-class apartment on a train at midnight drinking champagne on the way to Munich out of Venice if we hadn't fucked up Venice so badly. So the point of that story, that long and rambling story, is sometimes you're forced into things by circumstance that turn out to be really awesome things. And so hopefully using the horsey is one of those instances. Just like uh, our, uh, our our German first-class train carriage was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was a nice time. There were lots of nice times. Dugtrio dug a hole. Mr. Tolly flew up high. Dugtrio used dig. Didn't affect Mr. Tolly. Mr. Tolly used fly. My attack missed. Fuck. Alright, I'll just cut to when Daniel K goes up another level. I haven't even been paying attention to what level he's at. Sorry, sorry audience. Went off on a, a European tangent. Awesome. Turned out it was level 21, which was my next level. I think I'm finally fast enough to be getting surfs off on these diglets before they can get scratches off on me, which is good. 
So the leveling is going to increase in place from here on out. See you all at level 2, everyone. Oh, sorry, level 22. <laughs> hey! Level 22. Good going, Daniel K. Ah, uh, hope your bike's going all right. The old motorcycle you're working on. Probably by the time this got this episode comes out, because I've got a couple in the bank still, which I'm going to be releasing before this one. Uh, as of this recording, listeners, like just yesterday, I released the last Pokemon episode, and now it, it's the next. It's tomorrow, and then it's the night of tomorrow, and I'm recording this one. So I haven't released. The Axolotl Project Episode 2. I haven't released the uh, Thief Pokemon Text Adventure Episode 2. I'm going to release them both before I release this episode. So it's going to be ages in the future when you are hearing me say this. Imagine that. Imagine that. Being in the future. What horrible things will have happened in between me recording this and then you listening to this. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Daniel K's bike will be in good working order and he won't need to rec- need to repair it or work on it anymore by the time this episode's published. Hey, here's hoping, Daniel K. You're doing well in-game. You're powering through these levels. You're killing all these diglets. Not learning any good moves. And your sprite is still as ugly as ever. Hopefully... Hopefully that'll uh, that'll change eventually. Right, let's get back to the grindstone, listeners. Back to the grindstone. Daniel K grew to level 23. Oh, Alright. Oh, that was anticlimactic. Hey! Daniel K grew level 24. <gasps> oh, fucking hell. Daniel K learned Leah. Oh, man. Horses are. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah. They're not the best Pokemon, are they? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Whatever horse he evolves into, man, it's gonna be a machine. Chugga, 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 chugga. Nothing stopping it. That's what I firmly believe. Alright, back to it, listeners. See you at level 25. Oh, oh my gosh. What a surprise. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Mr. Tolly grew to level 40. Uh, it's mostly Daniel K one-shotting these diglets with uh, with a um, with a surf. But as soon as any of the higher level diglets, I was just fighting a level twenty-two. Then as soon as they dig down into the ground to try and get me with their big strong dig attack, I swap out to Mr. Tolly. He's maybe had like three or four fights, uh, you know, off mic. And yeah, level forty, Mr. Tolly, level forty. Wow, what a milestone! Evan Tolly, are you listening? You made it to level 40. That, you should be impressed with yourself. 
Killed a lot of fighting types. Done a lot of good for me and the whole Pokemon Pocket Party. Good on you, Evan Tolly. Diglett, you scratch. Alright, back to grinding. See you around 25. Hey, okay. And Daniel K grew to level 25. Well done. Ah, well, 26 is next, isn't it? <sighs> oh boy. <clears throat> level 26, here we are. Oh, it feels good. Daniel K grew to level 26. No moves, no evolution. Well, it's just, uh, alright. Hey, here comes level 27. I see it on the horizon. Oh, it's getting closer. Oh, and here it is! Ah, level 27, washing over us all. Oh, it feels so good. No moves or uh, evolution yet. But, uh, hey, you know what comes next, don't you? That's right. Level 28. Daniel K. Grew level 28. Beautiful. He did so by killing a Dugtrio. Level 31 Dugtrio. With a Surf. Oh, 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 it critically hit a super effective, killed it in one. I'm real proud of you, Daniel K. Well done. Shame about that sprite, though. Alright. 29, here I come. <gasps> level 29, here we are! Ah, oh, good stuff. Level 29. Hey, listeners, do you think flies sleep at night? They must do, mustn't they? Because, you know, you don't see flies out at night that much, do you? And maybe it's just because we're asleep at night. But maybe flies do go to sleep at night. I wonder what... If a fly does go to sleep at night, I wonder what it chooses as its, like, little bed. Does it go under a leaf? Or... Like, up onto your shelf and inside a teacup? And just have a little lie down in the teacup and go to sleep there? Maybe they don't sleep at night. Hooray! Level 30! Once again, I got there by killing a Dugtrio. Oh! Oh, oh, oh! Daniel K! Daniel K's trying to learn Water Gun. Hey, well... But Daniel K can't learn more than four moves. Delete an older move to make room for Water Gun? Yeah. Which move? I mean... Uh, I should get rid of Leah. I'm never ever going to use Leah. But then Bubble Beam... No, not Bubble Beam. Bubble on its own. Tempted to... It seems almost obscene to me to have Bubble... Surf and water gun all at the same time. It's like, oh Jesus, please, please, some versatility in your move set, Daniel K. So I, yeah, I'll get rid of bubble. I'll get rid of bubble for water gun, even though water gun is already obsolete. I just can't have that. I can't have like all, <laughs> you know, filling up the move set with with those three water moves. Just, it would offend my sensibilities. Alright, see you around level 31. Oh boy. Level 31. Awesome. Okay. Alright, so listeners... Uh... It sure hasn't been in the 20s <laughs> that, that Horsey evolves into whatever it evolves into. Better not be something like Seahorse. You know, Horsey into Seahorse. No, it's... Horsey into something. Yeah, who knows what. I'll find out eventually. The best I can hope for at this stage is that Horsey evolves in the early 30s. Because otherwise... 
Like, I'm already, <laughs> frankly, this recording is, <laughs> the file which I'm recording is approaching two and a half hours long now. I know I'm going to cut out, it's, it's just acres and acres of silence which I'm going to cut out. It's going to be a longer than average episode, but still not two and a half hours long. No, it's just, grinding is not the most fun I've ever had. Um, fuck, did I have a point? Yeah, I'm already just like this horse husk. I, I need to hope that it's early 30s that this thing evolves, because that's I'm, I'm holding out for the evolution to be the end of this episode. And then I can just crawl off and, and slink back into my bed and curl up and fall asleep. Give the old eyes and the brain and the voice a rest. Yeah, and that, that that's, that's going to suck if it's late 30s, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to really suck. Oh, <laughs> it's going to suck. Alright, <coughs> back to it, listeners. <sighs> Alrighty, here we are in level 32. Anything interesting going to happen in level 32? Ah! Oh my god, Daniel K is evolving! Listen! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Seedra! Ah! <laughs> Seedra! Okay! Oh, Cedra! Daniel K, you turned into a Cedra. Some velvet morning when I'm straight I'm gonna open up your gate And maybe tell you about Cedra how he gave me life and how he made it in some velvet morning when I'm straight. Okay. 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 Cedra. Attack sixty. Defense seventy. Speed 76, special 76. Those stats will improve, I hope. Uh, let's see what you look like from behind, Daniel K. God damn, I hope it's a big improvement on what the, um, the, the horsey looks like. Here's a, here's a diglet. Go, go Cedra, go Daniel K the Cedra. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's an improvement. It's an improvement, yeah. Wow, look at that nose! You know, like uh, all spikes and blades, like you've got... Like the blades from inside box cutters, fucking Stanley knives. You've got them all over your head, and your wings are like spikes. And then this big sort of floppy honker of a nose protruding out the front of your spherical head. It's a big improvement on the, on the horsey. Man, alright, let's use our very last water gun to kill this level 22 Diglett. We're a level 32 Cedra. Cedra. I've never owned a Cedra in any of the playthroughs. Awesome. Oh, fuck, another fight. Fuck it. Uh. Uh, okay. I'm, uh, it, it's, I'm winding down the episode now, listeners. It might not sound like it. Might, might sound like I'm fighting a Diglett, but actually, I'm ending the episode. Um, yeah, I am. So, let's get us out of this cave now that this, this diglet, this pesky diglet's dead. Here we are. 
take the ladder up out into the open. Uh, I'll run back to the oh oh the Pokemon Mart. I need to remember to quickly buy some an some antidotes for poison before I forget. Waiting for repel, paralyze, heal, ice heal. Shit, this guy doesn't have any antidotes. Fuck him. All right. Yeah, let's hit the Pokemon Center. We'll replenish our PP. Fill this fish back up with PP. And then we'll finish the episode, huh? Wow, what an episode. <laughs> I hope it's been alright. I hope it's been okay for you, listeners. Yeah. The microphone is on its own little pedestal. It started on the desk in front of me. It's now on my chest. On its little tripod. Uh, I'm reclined in this office chair. Uh, it's after midnight. The recording session has gone for <laughs> two hours and 33 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's the longest recording session of all time for this the history of the Daniel Case Let's Play podcast. A it won't be anywhere near that long because of all the space I'm cutting out, but it's still going to be a long episode. Hey, do you reckon there's going to be a chapter of the Moomins after this? I think there's probably going to be a chapter of the Moomins after this. Um, even though it's been a long one, there'll be another chapter of the Moomins. Yeah, sure. Um, stick around and find out, why don't you? And uh, until next time, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this journey. The journey that was this episode. Catching the horsey. Naming it Daniel K. Evolving it into a Cedra. A Cedra. Wow, you learn something new every day, don't you? A Cedra. Daniel K. the Cedra. My eyes are closed, listeners, and I'm almost asleep. So, I better make it official by putting myself in bed. Bye-bye, everyone. Oh. See you later. Bye. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? It's time for the bonus, bonus content. content. Hope you're ready for that. I mean, I know it's been a long one, hasn't it? Uh, so, actually, what I think I'm probably going to do is for the first time ever in the history of the Daniel K's Let's Read segment, I'm, I think I'm going to split the chapter. Uh, but the way it's going to work is right here, I'm in uh, my bedroom. I got my mic set up and I got the book. I got a moment to myself. I'm just going to record the entire chapter and then Editor Dan, sometime later, is going to listen to the thing and then he's going to get out his editing equipment, his editing scissors, and he's going to snip, snip, chop it right in half. He's going to cleave it right in twain. Uh, and I don't know at what point that'll happen. Um, but yeah, I figure it's been a long episode. We'll keep it to a half chapter tonight today to whenever you're listening so uh, without further ado let's uh, dive right on into chapter four of the moomins series i might be getting a bit sick so stay tuned for like a uh, sexy deep voice daniel doing his text adventures and pokemon let's plays with a husky husky manly voice anyway <coughs> moomin land midwinter 
Chapter 4 The Lonely and the Rum Oh, I should say, oh god, god, god. I should say, um, what happened in the last episode, in the last episode of the Daniel Cage Let's Reads. So, to jog your memory, listeners, Moomin Troll's woken up when all the other Moomin Trolls are hi- hibernating. He goes out, it's all weird in the winter, the sun's gone, it's just twilight all day. Uh, and then he meets Tutiki, not too sure if he gets on with Tutiki, she has very different ideas of how the world works to he does. Little Mai is a character he knew from the summer world. Little Mai is pretty easy going as far as getting along with Tutiki in the winter though, so Moomin Troll is slightly alienated by how easily Little Mai is dealing with the winter, which is, uh, which is making him all miserable. Um, uh, in the, I think, the coldest point of the winter... The great cold came and she was a beautiful woman. Uh, and you're not allowed to look her in the eyes, otherwise you'll uh, you'll die of cold. And a squirrel died of cold. It was real sad. They had a funeral, but at least it saw something very beautiful before it died. Um, and the snow horse, which Tutiggy had built to carry the great cold away, carried the squirrel away. So who knows if that was supposed to happen or if the Great Cold... I guess the Great Cold went with it but was invisible or went off and did her own damn thing, who knows what. Or if the idea of the Great Cold going away when the snow horse rides off is more abstract than I first thought. Who knows? Uh, I don't. But hey, here comes Chapter 4, The Lonely and the Rum. Hmm... <coughs> Chapter 4, The Lonely and the Rum A few days after the squirrel's funeral, Moomintroll noticed that somebody had stolen Pete from the woodshed. There were broad tracks in the snow outside, just as if heavy sacks had been lugged off. Oh, it can't be little Mai, thought Moomintroll. She's much too small, and Tutiki only takes what she needs. It must be the Groak. He followed the trail with blistering neck fluff. There was no one else to keep watch over the family's fuel, and this was a matter of honour. The trail ended on top of the hill beside the cave. Um, side note, listeners. For those of you who listened to the last uh, Pokemon-themed text adventure, you would have heard the Evan Tease Let's Reads, in which he read the first chapter of uh, Comet in Moominland. And in the first chapter, they find the cave by the sea. Um, Sniff, the little creature, finds the cave by the sea. And it's the biggest moment of his life. And they decided to make it a home and keep pearls in it. And that's the same cave which Little Mai was sleeping in uh, at the beginning of chapter one uh, of this book. And it's the same cave uh, which was just mentioned then. The trail ended on top of the hill behind the cave. Um, So yeah, I like the sort of consistent geography in these books. From book one to book six. It's all the same valley. <clears throat> anyway. He followed the trail with bristling neck fluff, blah, blah, blah. The trail ended on top of the hill behind the cave. There lay the peat sacks. They were piled up to make part of a bonfire. On top of them rested the family's garden sofa that had lost one of its legs in August. Ah, that sofa's going to look fine, said Tutiki, stepping out from behind the bonfire pile. It's old and it's dry as dust. Certainly, said Moomintroll. It's been a long time in the family. We could have repaired it. Yes, or made a new one, said Tutiki. Would you like to hear a song about Tutiki who made a great winter bonfire? 
by all means, replied Moomintroll, good-naturedly, and Tutiki started at once to stamp around slowly in the snow while she sang as follows. Here come the dumb and the lonely and the rum, the wild and the quiet, and thud goes the drum, and crackle goes the bonfire, glowing in the white snow, swing go the tail, swing through the light snow, thud goes the drumming in the black, black night. I've had enough of your snow and night, cried the Moomin Troll. No, I won't hear the refrain. No, I'm cold, I'm lonely, and I want my son back again. Uh, but that's exactly why we burn up the great winter bonfire tonight, said Tutiki. You'll get your son back tomorrow. My son, repeated Moomin Troll in a trembling voice. Tutiki nodded, and she rubbed her nose. Moomin Troll was silent a long while, and then he cautiously asked, Do you think she'd notice if the garden sofa were there or not? Oh, now listen, replied Tutiki sternly. This bonfire is a thousand years older than your garden sofa. You ought to feel honoured by its being good enough to be laid on top. And Moomintroll said no more. I'll have to explain that to the family, he thought, and perhaps there'll be new driftwood and a new sofa on the shore after the spring gales. The pie was growing. Dried up tree trunks were being lugged up the hillside, as well as rotten shrubs, old casks and battens that people seemed to have found on the shore. But the people themselves never came into view. Moomintroll had a feeling that the hill was thronged with them, but he never caught sight of anybody. Little Mai came along, trailing her cardboard box in the snow. I won't need it now, she said. The silver tray is much better, and my sister seems to like sleeping in the drawing room carpet. When are we going to light the fire? At moonrise, said Tutiki. Moomintroll felt greatly excited all evening. He padded from one room to the next and lit more candles than usual. Now and again he stood still, listening to the even breathing of the sleepers and the light snapping in the walls as the cold sharpened. He felt certain that all the mysterious people would come out of their holes and their dens tonight, and all the light-shy and unreal that Tutiki had talked about. They'd come padding up to the great bonfire that all the small beasts had lighted to make the dark and the cold go away, and now he would see them. Moomintroll lit the oil lamp and went up to the attic. He opened the hatch, and the moon had not yet risen, but the valley was bleakly lighted by the aurora borealis. Down by the bridge, a file of torches was moving along, surrounded by leaping shadows. They were on their way to the seashore and the hilltop. Moomintroll climbed cautiously down with the lighted lamp in his hand. The garden and the wood were filled with flickering lights and whispers, and all tracks were leading towards that hill. When he reached the shore, the moon was already high over the ice, chalk blue and terribly remote. Something moved beside Moomintroll, and he looked down into Little Mai's ferociously gleaming eyes. It's going to be quite a fire, she laughed. Make all the moonshine look silly. They looked towards the hilltop at the same time, and saw a yellow flame rising against the sky. Tutiki had lit the bonfire. It wrapped itself in flames at once from ground to top. It gave a roar like a lion and threw its reflection straight down into the black ice. A lonely little tune came running past Moomintroll. It was the invisible shrew who was a little late for the winter ritual. Small and great shadows were solemnly skipping around the fire on the hilltop. Tails were beginning to thud on drums. Goodbye to your garden sofa, said Little Mai. I've never needed it, Moomintroll replied impatiently. He stumbled up the icy slope. It was glittering in the firelight, the snow was melting from the heat, and the warm water wet his paws. The sun's coming back again, Moomintroll thought, in great excitement. No darkness, no loneliness anymore. Once again I'll sit in the sun on the veranda and feel my back warming. 
Now he was up on top. The air was hot around the fire. The invisible shrew was blowing another on a wilder tune. But the dancing shadows were already gliding away, and the drums were thudding on the other side of the fire. Why did they go away? asked Moomin Troll. Tutiki looked at him with her calm blue eyes. Still, he wasn't quite sure that she really did see him at all. She was looking into her own private winter world that had followed his own strange rules year after year while he had lain sleeping in the warm Moomin house. Where's he that lives in the bathing house cupboard? Moomin Troll asked. What did you say? said Tutiki absentmindedly. I'd like to meet him that lives in the bathing house cupboard, repeated Moomin Troll. Oh, but he's not allowed to come out, said Tutiki. You can't tell what such a one would find in its head to do. A herd of small creatures with spindly legs came blowing like a wisp of smoke over the ice. Someone with silvered horns walked stamping past Moomintroll, and over the fire flapped something black with large wings and disappeared northwards. But everything happened a little too quickly, and Moomintroll never found time to introduce himself. Oh, please, Tutiki, he asked, pulling at her sweater. She said kindly, well, there's the dweller under the sink. He was a rather small one, with bushy eyebrows. He sat by himself, looking into the fire. Moomintroll sat down beside him and said, I hope those biscuits weren't too old. The little beast looked at him, but didn't reply. May I compliment you on your exceptionally bushy eyebrows, Moomintroll continued politely. To this the beast with the eyebrows replied, Chadafuamu. What? asked Moomintroll, surprisedly. Radamasa, said the little beast fretfully. He has a language all his own, and now he believes that you've hurt him, Tutiki explained. Oh, but that wasn't my intention at all, said Moomintroll anxiously. Radamasa, Radamasa, he said imploringly. This seemed to make the beast with the eyebrows really overcome by rage. He rose in great haste and he disappeared. Oh dear me, what shall I do, said Moomintroll. Now he'll live under our sink for a whole year more without knowing I just wanted to be friends with him. Well, such things happen, said Tutiki. The garden sofa crumbled to pieces in a shower of sparks. Nearly all the flames had died down by now, but great embers were still smouldering, and the water was bubbling in the crevices, but the shrews suddenly stopped playing and everybody looked out towards the ice. The Groak was sitting there, her round little eyes reflecting the glow, but otherwise she was just a large, shapeless greyness. She'd grown a lot since August. The drums ceased while the Groak came shuffling up the hillside. She went straight to the fire, and without saying a word, she sat down on it. And there was a sharp hissing sound, and the hilltop was wrapped in mists. When it passed away again, no embers were to be seen, only a big grey groke blowing snow fog all about her. Moomintroll had fled down to the shore with many others. He found Tutiki there also, and he shouted, What happens now? Has the groke made the sun stay away? Take it easy, replied Tutiki. She didn't come to extinguish the fire, you see. She came to warm herself, poor creature. But everything that's warm goes cold when she sits down on it, and now she's disappointed once more. Moomintroll saw the groke rise again and sniff at the frosted charcoal beneath her, and then she went over to his oil lamp that was still alight in the snow, and then he saw it go out. The groke remained immobile for a moment, and the hill was empty. Everybody had left and then she glided down to the ice again and back into the darkness, as she had come alone. And Moomintroll went home. Before he went to bed, he cautiously pulled Moomin Mama's ear and told her, it wasn't really a very fun party. 
really. Dear me, mumbled Moomin Mama in her sleep. Perhaps next time. But under the sink sat the beast with the bushy eyebrows, grumbling to himself. Radamasha, he said crossly. Radamasha! And he shrugged his shoulders violently. Probably no one in the whole valley would have understood what he was saying. Um, listeners, I know I said that I would record the entire chapter right now, but actually this is a perfect break. It looks like this is right in the middle of the chapter, and it's got, we've got three little dots here saying like, oh, some time passes in the middle of the chapter. So, uh, rather than relying on that bastard editor Dan to, uh, to have his merry way with the audio, I'm just going to cut it off now myself. Uh, real life Dan is gonna gonna finish the recording of this first half of chapter four um, stay tuned next time for uh, for the last half of chapter four so uh, yeah thanks for your company thanks for listening to another long episode um, I can't say I love the long episode format I think maybe this is gonna be the last one. Uh, for a while at least and then subsequent episodes upcoming episodes probably going to be more of a sane kind of length uh, like like they used to be no more than an hour kind of thing maybe an hour and ten with the Moomin chapter um, yeah so thanks thanks for listening and uh, see you next time I play or read some other thing bye everyone bye Some velvet morning when I straight I'm gonna open up your gate And maybe tell you about Cedra And how he gave me life and how he made it in some velvet morning